Yo, welcome back to the first episode of season two of the Everybody Hates You podcast for 2023. It's been a while. I miss you guys. So the ending of 2022 was interesting for me. Um, in September, I finally got out of the restaurant industry, which I was so happy about. Um, but I started doing my production company and freelancing with videography and everything full time. So it's a little stressful, you know, when you're doing freelancing, one month is good, the next month could be terrible. But I upgraded my um, camera, so I have two cameras now. Um, I film on Micro Four Thirds, which I really enjoy. Um, eventually I'll go to full frame when I do. I probably was so sick with Panasonic. I just love Panasonic and their uh, Lumix series. And I upgraded to the GH6. So I literally spent like the summer just trying to figure out how to use it while looking for work as well. So it that took a little bit to to get uh, going. But I really enjoyed where I was at the end of uh, 2022. Um, I usually like to take the ending of the year to reflect on a lot of my projects. And uh, when I do that, I really focus on my writing. And it's kind of like taking everything that I've learned through the year and applying that to uh, work that is kind of unfinished, uh, work that uh, can use a couple of rewrites. And all of the uh, projects that I've ever gone back to rewrite on have seemed to get some traction from um, festivals and everything. So I went back and last year I wrote my first feature. And after just being inspired and really thinking about the characters and the story and how I could really break it open, I spent like the last week of 2022 working on it, and I'm really excited about where uh, that script is, the last New Year's Eve. Um, added like 25 pages, really fleshed out the story and the characters. And I'm learning that those rewrites are gold, man. That's not the first project that I've rewritten that I really felt really positive about, even when you were like, oh, I feel like I've done everything I can with these characters. A lot of times it's like, nah, you can push a little bit. And when you do, I think the rewards are great. So I'm excited for that. Um, also start cutting my own hair. So it might've seemed like I was just wearing the bandanas and head things for like fashion. Sometimes it was, but a lot of it was because when I first got to Atlanta, barbers messed me up, man, messed me up. And then I was going to uh, my last barber and he was great. Um, but after a while, I'm like looking at the prices. Like that's the thing. The prices for haircuts are ridiculous. The fact that these people are able to charge a hundred dollars for a cut is ridiculous because I, since I was a kid and I was going to get haircuts, I don't remember them using a pencil to pencil your freaking hairline in. When did this, when did this start happening? When did this start becoming a wave? It's like they all went to the same school and now this is the thing. I'm not paying you to do that. Are you out of your mind? So what I did was I invested in some clippers. I'll put the video up. Invested in some clippers. They're like $80. That's how much like one haircut usually costs. And you know what? I'm cutting my own. Cutting my own. Because I'd rather be upset with the way I cut my hair for free than to pay you to mess up my hair. But if you're looking for a barber, my old barber was great. And uh, I'll put his contact information uh, in, in, in the comments if you really feel like you, you need a barber out here in Atlanta. Because I know you probably do. Um... But I think we're all caught up with uh, me. Um, I have some new music releasing. This is probably probably going to be the last year that I really focus on music as a priority. I really want to get into my screenplay writing and directing and film. I'm even thinking about going back to school for film. Um, 
and yeah, I always this was always my plan was to, to switch off on uh, focus at a certain point, and we're nearing there. So I have an EP that's coming out, maybe two more singles or three, but this EP is the most recent thing I've actually recorded. Um, it's like recorded seven tracks in one week, only five are making the cut, but I did that um, one week in December. Try picking up all the pieces, cut yourself if you dare. Because a lot of the material, material that I've been releasing and like even what I'm releasing this week actually is about a year and a half old, you know? So like this last project that's kind of caught up to where I am right now, which it's a very different sound than what I've been releasing. So I'm really excited about that. But um, on today's episode, we're starting off with um, Chloe Sherry, I believe is the actress name. Yes, Chloe Sherry, um, known for her uh, stint on uh, Euphoria this past season. Um, just talking about getting out the restaurant industry, she had a great podcast interview with Emma Ratajkowski. I love her podcast and the things that she's focusing on outside of all that other noise. Um, and she interviewed Chloe Cherry uh, from uh, Euphoria, who used to be a porn star. Interestingly enough, she mentioned how she felt safer working in the porn industry than she did in the restaurant industry and how the working in the restaurant industry was traumatizing. And I will tell you that the restaurant industry, at least in the area that I am in right now, is the most toxic work environment I've ever experienced. Um, up north, it was a lot better. Um, there were a lot of like-minded people and people that really cared. Out here in Atlanta, it's rough, man. I don't. Um, I just don't recommend the restaurant industry um, if you don't really need to be in it. When you're an actor, the restaurant industry is like you know your number one thing because of flexibility and the uh, you know the straight cash um, in most cases. But you deal with so many different energies because it's such a team environment. And that's the thing that ends up happening. A lot of people that are in the restaurant industry doesn't, don't even really know how to work in a team. And I look at everything like theater or film where, you know, you have your light crew, you have, so you have the tech crew, you have the, the, the stage hands, you have the, the, the music people, you have all of these different things that are making this one thing work. So I'm very appreciative of every moving part in the restaurant industry a lot of people don't work like that they think that their position's the most important they think that what they're doing is most important and then you have people that don't know how to manage in uh, a restaurant you're managing a lot of different parts because you have the kitchen crew you have the service you have the bartenders you have the guest <laughs> so you you see you see people and how they actually manage and how they work and you see people in their their worst light because you're not only worrying about the people that you're working with and their energy, but then you have some of these guests who are nightmares. So it ends up being this really, really delicate situation if you don't have people who are great at communicating and great at managing and just panic. And then on top of that, restaurants and the way they operate, like think about any other job. What other job are you really around alcohol? or where you get to just manage yourself. So that's another thing. The stress becomes so much for people that they do take things to relieve the stress. Like, you know, smoking a blunt before work or hitting a bowl is not the out of the ordinary because you're about to be in a really stressful, stressful environment. I'm gonna get you um, high today. And on top of that, 
if you drink or or do any other drug then you really become susceptible to doing those things because i've seen other people really be oh you know i just got to get a drink or go grab a drink in between shifts and stuff like that but then on top of that for women it's a whole different ball game especially if you're a cocktail server or waitress it's like all right put it like this when i first started working in a, a restaurant my first job i had this gentleman um get upset with me for whatever reason he wanted to see a manager he starts screaming at me berating me i'm new to this <laughs> the way i handle situations like that are different so i i know the way I, if i reenacted it now it wouldn't be the same way because i did raise my voice and I told him, hey, I'm treating you with, re with respect. Talk to me with respect. I will go get my manager, but don't talk to me that way. I'm pretty sure I didn't say it like that. So my manager comes out and talks to him. So he pulls me, my <laughs> pulls me to the side. He's like, man, you know, if you, you know, I, I can't have you talking to my guests if you work here. I'm like, look, I'm sorry. I didn't realize, you know, this is how things are handled. It's my first job. I'll be sure not to, you know, talk back to the guests like that and, and, and get you next time. But I realized that right there, I surrendered a part of my dignity because that's what you do when you're in the restaurant industry. Everyone's just like, well, you know, it's what the customer wants. It's what, and, but in a restaurant, People can be so nasty. I remember at that same restaurant, this, this my, my coworker, she was waiting on this uh, businessman, and she said he said something. I can't remember what it was, but he said something crazy or pulled her arm or told her to do something. I was like, they talk to you like that, and she just was like, yeah, they always do that, like defeated and walked away. And I'm like, I I can't even see things like that because the way I'm raised, I'm like I. You just punch this dude in the mouth. I know that's not that's not right either, but I'm like it's crazy. Um, and and then you hear some of these stories about what women deal with, not just from guests, but even their creepy bosses. Like that's the thing. Like the the, the restaurant industry on a low is such a seedy, dirty place. Um, and and don't let you don't work at a privately owned restaurant because it's it's even even gross. But it was crazy to hear her say she felt more safer on the set of a uh of a of, of a porn shoot than in a restaurant industry man man oh man oh man nuts just nuts but um i'm excited to see what else she does on euphoria just like um you know uh mia khalifa she had the same uh thing that sherry was saying she was saying that in working in hollywood she made uh you know what she would make making porn uh for a year and a day in hollywood and uh you know some of these porn stars they make a lot of money for these uh porn companies and they're all popular on the porn websites and they're not really getting the money that they should be but that's in the industry you know what i mean but uh also talking about sex work and how um how people try to shame sex work which is crazy because it's not a billion dollar industry, a billion dollar year industry for no reason. You know what I mean? Like everyone loves sex. A lot of people watch porn. Like, and we act like it's like a secret. Like these guys are buying sex. Like it's only because it's women. Like the, the, the society has this whole thing about women. And like, you know, you meet some people who are just like way more sexually open. And to me, it's so brave to be that vulnerable. Like, and it's something that we could all learn from. And some people are way more sexual than others. 
some people like sex and they enjoy it, but some people love sex. And I'm like, why are we shaming people for things like this? It's always just a projection. Like when you see uh, laws being made or any kind of um, insecurity, they just project it on those things. Like, well, I, I couldn't dress like that when I was a, a young lady. Why, why, why should she be able to? Why should she be able to love so freely if I wasn't to? That kind of attitude is what's going to destroy the human race. But um, it's it's weird. But I, I loved hearing her talk about it, and um, I'm going to check out the uh, Emma Ratajkowski's uh, podcast, um, High Low, because it's really interesting. And I think we need to talk more about sex work. We need to talk about how toxic the restaurant industry is, because it really is. We got to find a better way to make money. Um, the restaurant industry gotten worse after the pandemic uh, because I feel like a lot of people moved on that really did care. But I feel like now you have people who are in, in management that don't really know what they're doing. People serving that are not really into it. It's if you're in any kind of position like that, you really have to love people. You really have to love people. And I've seen, I've had good GMs that really loved people. So the restaurant thrived. But in this climate, I just don't know uh, about people. But um, that's crazy when you feel more safe on it. Not to say that <laughs> that I feel like porn uh, sets are just the unsafest thing. It's just like when, you know, you would think that that maybe more promiscuous things happen, like people being taken advantage of when people are just butt naked, but they have more uh, safety um, nets in place than a place like a restaurant. And just interesting. But uh, yeah, that's this episode of uh, Everybody Hates Shoe, just talking about the restaurant industry and uh, Sherry Chloe um, from Euphoria and her experience. I hope you guys like this new format. I'll have some more things coming. Um, episode two will be, because we're doing it like this, I should have more episodes coming faster and they will be uploaded to Spotify. So yeah, check, 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 check us out. Uh, maybe I'll have some guests this season. Let me know what you're liking, what you're hating. You always do. And I'll talk to you soon. Peace and love.